From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you this uh, morning. We will talk uh, the Groundhog Day topic of the spring, some college baseball, Ole Miss uh, falling to SEMO, Southeast Missouri, 13-3 to last night at Swayze Field, falling to 25-21-15 overall, and uh, suffering a, quite the listless loss. We'll get into a little bit with Mississippi State in town this weekend, and then uh, a fourth game against the Bulldogs coming up in Pearl on Tuesday. So four in a row with the defending national champion Mississippi State, who has a bad RPI and has not been very good this year either. So we'll talk about that. Some SEC East win totals. We did the West last week. We told you we'd get to the East, so we'll do that today. And then uh, some mock drafts with some interesting things as well. So that and more coming up on the um, – <laughs> On the uh, on the show, a show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Lunch specials: five sixty nine, two sides bread, thirty two ounce drinks. Also, we're trying to give you uh, ten dollars. You can do that by just downloading the Exxon Mobile app. Take a picture of the QR code right there at the uh, at the pump, and they will take care of you. So, uh, Blue Sky locations all up and down five fifty five and throughout North Mississippi, and uh, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in uh, Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for uh, my friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote uh, within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest uh, completely up to you. Shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, but I recommend that you do. And that's... Uh, Hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Um, yeah, you get great service, great products. I'm getting a little flighty right now. Forgive me. Um, been up since three. Mm-hmm. Did a mailbag, two stories. Very productive. You're Wait, mentally acute. I'm, I'm mentally, I'm, I'm more acute than I want to be. I've done laundry. I mean, I've been like incredibly efficient. Okay. Swept, everything. I mean, I mean I just. I, when did you sweep? This morning, Energizer okay. Bunny, man. All right. Um, yeah, call that call that, uh, call that number. Tell them what you want. Going to get a great vehicle, great service. Corey wants to be your car guy, wants to be your truck guy. I'll prove that to you when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Um, guest join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Uh, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place if you're coming up this weekend. There's going to be a lot of people here. If you can get into Rafters, grab a burger, a po' boy. Um, Appetizers, great beer selection, full bar and more. Rafters on the square in Oxford and uh, Rafters in New Albany. So I'm, I mention QR codes every day. What do you think of UCF putting them on their jerseys for the spring game? Was that a complete and utter gimmick that is incredibly dumb, or does that actually translate to follower increases for NIL purposes? Uh, it's the first I've heard of it. Yeah. You can um, put your custom... QR codes on your on your jerseys. I mean, how often have you hit a QR code? A few times. A few times. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't have. A, is it bad that I don't have like any kind of real take? No, not really. I just thought about it. I mean, why, why not? Well, there's no harm. Right. Players want it. 
feel free. Now, is it actually in putting in intrinsic value? No. But, sure. Whatever. Right. I mean, we do a lot of stuff because the players or recruits just think it's cool. That's a that's a reason enough for a lot of things. And if it helps you land one player or it gives one player some NIL money that he wasn't already getting, it's probably worth doing. Sure. I mean, I, didn't hurt anything. That kind of thing doesn't. I'm not, as much as I love uniforms, I'm not necessarily a traditionalist as it pertains to it, especially at a place like UCF, mm-hmm. where, I mean, you don't have a tradition. So do whatever the hell you want to do. And if that works, well, then go for it. Yeah. If it doesn't, you can scrap it. Nobody ever nobody ever will remember. You're UCF. You're a guinea pig. Yeah, sure. Own that. Be a guinea pig. Yeah. Why not? Rub Grizz, I, I did have a blast at the park last night. I um I was very tired. I'd had a good bit of I had some coffee, had some water. I was I was trying to I had decaf. I didn't I was not gonna try to stay up past when I could go to bed. Um I really, really like Taiwan Malone a lot. Um, he's been very, very nice every time we've spoken to him. He's like a good kid who's really enjoying his ability to play baseball and be on the roster. Him hitting that home run last night was not exactly what I was in the mood for because <laughs> the game could have ended about 20 minutes before it did and it made look Ole Miss was not coming back, so what damn difference does it make at that point? Your stuff was written. <sighs> yeah, I, I tell you, I was – I mean – you know, there's kind of a – I don't know if there's a lot here because, I mean, it's it's all a microcosm of the larger thing, but just going through the night a little bit. Simo scores three in the second, and immediately you thought, Ole Miss isn't punching back. Like, you know, whatever. Even when it went to 5 nothing, I went, okay, we're just going to be here all night, but Ole Miss is going to score. This is going to be one of those 14-12 midweek games where somebody wins, somebody loses, and whatever, and it's a five-hour and 18-minute game. <laughs> uh but you get to the third and the fourth and the fifth, and it went, you know, Southeast Missouri scored in five straight innings. And at no point did Ole Miss hit a ball off the wall and then kind of yell at the teammates or do anything. I mean, it was, and I wrote about this a little bit. You can read it at rebelgrove.com. It was the most lethargic I've seen an Ole Miss team in a really long time where they got punched in the mouth by an Ohio Valley Conference team and never even tried to fight back. It was, it was stark. And I, I'm always careful about, quitting or giving up or anything mm-hmm. along those lines because sure. when you get dominated in baseball, that's what it looks like. Whether right. you're locked in as hell or not, that that is what it looks like. Yeah, you could be the 110-win Brewers. Yeah, But here's the deal and a couple of different God things. God forbid, by the way. Is, and I, I don't know. I'm only watching through binoculars. The fifth inning, you know, they do the love is gone thing and the players do their little routine and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I thought it was the most interesting thing you wrote. And nobody did anything. It was I, if if somebody was doing it, it was one person. There was nothing along the rail like usual at this point. And then, like halfway through the song, I look down, I look back up a second later, and it's like the whole front row is doing it. And I'm like, okay, somebody had to say something because that's weird. Like they oh, didn't absolutely. just start. Like, you'd love to know who said it. It's like, hey, no, go. Like let's. But this, but but that's manufactured enthusiasm. Yes, that's choreographed. That's yes. not just throwing the bats out or yelling at somebody or even having you know. You don't even necessarily see, in, and I don't remember, this isn't really a criticism because I don't know that it would matter, but Mike's not gathering the offense up between innings and, you know, doing some of the huddles you would see over the course of the past years and different mm-hmm. things, going, hey, lock in, here's what we're doing, like, calm down. You know, there was never that kind of that moment. Don't you think Mike knows? Well, I'm kind of getting there. Okay. So, game ends, again, I mean, it was it was 13-3. to three. It was never close. Ole Miss was abysmal in all three phases if, if, if we're honest they they couldn't pitch they walked nine last night 
Mm. They hit two or three. They were one for ten runners in scoring position. It was an odd line because they got beat by ten runs despite only getting out hit twelve to ten. There's a box, there's a line score for yeah. you. And they committed three errors. Reagan Burford had two more at third base. He came in fielding eight sixty nine and <laughs> had two more errors. Um, or I guess second base last night. But so he couldn't field third, so you moved him to second. Well, Chatagnier couldn't throw the ball to first. Hurt. So well, no, he's just on double. Like I, I don't know. Okay. But they just they've got issues. Okay, that's <laughs> bottom line. They got they got some issues. Yeah. Bull Durham, they're dealing with some stuff yeah. right now. So candlesticks are not going to fix this, by the way. And I kind of I was interested in the post game huddle because we can't hear what Mike's saying, but we can tell body language. We can hear enough. And we kind of know whether it's short or long or whatever. And I think in some ways, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, you typically don't yell at bad teams because what's it solving? I mean, sure. at the end of the day, they're not going to suddenly become the 27 Yankees because you yell at them. No. So he's been sort of just almost encouraging over the course of the last few weeks. Like, come on, like, you know, you're better than this. Like, I don't, that sort of deal. Not last night. He gave them a 2009 mic last night where it was on them hard for seven or eight minutes. I mean, got all over them last night. Again, I couldn't hear it all, but I could hear enough. You heard a few words? I heard some words. I had a, I had a counter going in my head there at one point. Um, and then they get done. F words, C words. What words were, what words were popped out most? Some F. Some yeah. F. Yeah, I, I didn't notice the other one. Um, no C word with three the, syllables? No. Okay. I don't, not that I'm aware of. That's typically not a go-to. No. That's an umpire go-to if you're trying to leave. That's not a player. Yeah, you're, no. you're, that's not to your team. Sometimes you accuse your kids of that. Just to piss them off. Okay. I think you're past that point, though. That was several I do weeks too. I ago. think it's over. So then they get done, and I want if, use some nuance here, people, for a second. I know it's complicated. They get done, and they have kind of a two-minute team-only meeting. And Ben Van Cleve leads it. Okay. And again, credit to Ben, because nobody else is saying shit. So, credit to you. This is not a criticism at Ben Van Cleve or necessarily anybody else. Okay. But it shows you the makeup of the team. We've talked for a while about this team not having, frankly, some dirt bags. They, they all kind of have the same personality. Mm-hmm that they don't kind of seem to have the guy that just kind of gets in their tail a little bit and gets them going and whatnot that you've seen from past years. There's not the Chris Coglin or the Justin Brashear or, you know, Lance or whomever. Um, Austin Anderson. And uh, they don't necessarily have that. And when you've got a guy leading the team meeting who doesn't play every day. Yeah. And again, credit to him because nobody else was saying anything. And it's not – it's not Tim's fault his personality is what it is. It's not Justin Bench's fault their personality is what it is. Of course not. It's just indicative of the makeup of the team that Ben was the guy comfortable in doing that. And I think it's a sign that just – there's just – it's not that they're not trying. But you can't force someone to be a leader, and someone no. can't force themselves to be a leader. No. I mean, it doesn't work like that. Leadership, frankly, is kind of organic. Mm-hmm. Chemistry is organic in a team, and a bunch of and, and, and you can have a team where a bunch of guys like each other and there's no chemistry. And I've seen teams where a bunch of guys hate each other and there's chemistry. I mean, I've covered teams where I was, especially in basketball, where I was convinced the team did not like one another, mm-hmm. and they were pretty good. 
like all SEC 26 says this speaks to recruiting, what kind of players you're getting. And it, th- that is true. You put a roster together through recruiting. It's also a flaw, though, in the system because you're committing a bunch of dudes who sophomores in high school. You don't know full personalities or earlier than sophomores that. in high school. Or earlier than that. You're, you're, it's a crapshoot. You're recruiting 8th graders and ninth graders, and you're committing 10th graders. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever been around a 16-year-old boy, he's not the same at 19. Yeah. Chet, you're actually completely off here. He says, I think Bianco's a bully, and his players naturally become beat down by the virtue of being around him. No, 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 no. He, if anything, Mike... My opinion is, I got thinking about this last night. I was talking to Sus about it for a minute. I think he might have gone too far the other way. Mike talked about him on this podcast that fall. We did the big deep dive on him as a person. He's changed for this generation, and there is some of that required. Sure. But if anything, I think he's gotten almost kind of soft. He's not as on them as he would have been 10 years ago. I mean, I was talking, I was texting a former player throughout the game last night. And he was almost kind of laughing, going, good God, what we would have gotten right now in the middle of the game. Yeah. I mean, just, oh, shit. And that doesn't happen. I mean, it, it's, it, it's all positive reinforcement for the most part. I mean, he gets on them, but it's, it's nowhere near, near what it would have been five to ten years ago. Yeah. My, and look, you cover it. I don't. You're there every night. I'm not. I have a much more simpler theory than – and we can both be right, by the way. Two things can be true at once. I think they've made recruiting mistakes. I think they've made evaluation mistakes, and I think they've come back to bite them now. And development mistakes. Yes. You know, it's, it's impossible to completely know where recruiting yeah. and development start sure. to stop. Well, they're, it's all part of the same deal. You, you evaluate, and when you're recruiting kids that are as young as they're recruiting, you're, you're, a lot of your evaluation is based on what you perceive to be ability to develop. And somewhere along the road, they've been derailed more often than not. And now they just don't have it. I mean, the reason, I, I suppose, and I've never met Reagan Burford. I'm sure he's a wonderful person. and I'm sure he has great a, a great family. But I, when you're fielding at that level, you can't be on the infield every night. And, and if you are on the infield every night, it's because they must believe that there's nobody else who can take that spot. And if that's the case, then it goes back to my point not to – I'm almost hesitant to do this because I'm on record here. I put it in my mailbag today. I think it's over. I think they're making a change at the end of the year, barring what would now be, in my opinion, a miracle. Miracles happen, but I'm not banking on them. Um, you know, it. when you have a narrow path, and they do, and you make mistakes, you fall off that path pretty fast. And once you're off of it, it's – it's kind of hard to get back on it in that season. No matter how many people yell and scream, no matter how many guys have, no matter how many meetings you have, no matter how many come to Jesus deals you have, it just none of that matters, man. I mean, it's baseball. This is an off season issue that caused this, not an in season yeah, issue that it's, caused this. It's, it's, Micromanaging the actual management of the game is not how no, we got here. No, I mean. You can pick apart management, and I thought Saturday's game against South Carolina was certainly worthy of being picked apart. But it's not why they lost. They have two classes where guys are not contributing to the level they need to be. Yes. They have a pitching staff that sophomores and juniors, your two money classes when you're putting a roster together, the guys who are draft eligible and the guys who are getting ready to be draft eligible. Yep. Josh Mallets, Jackson Kimbrell, Jack Doherty, Derek Diamond, Drew McDaniel, Mitch Morrell, Wes Burton. That's it. That's it. And there's your story. They're not getting any 
what they need out of those guys. There's your story. And they that that's your story. That's it. The other stuff is minutia. It's like I watch and, and I appreciate the message board. I'm glad people are on there. I'm glad that, that it's the community that I think we want it to be. But you're just picking it apart. You're just beating what I think is a fairly dead horse. Their conference ERA is a team is 6.58. Yeah, I mean, the numbers. The numbers are, are the numbers. That's what they are. And so if you were to go compare that to the teams ahead of them in the league – those teams probably have better win-loss records. They also have a pitching depth issue this weekend, even in addition to what they have. Um, John Gaddis had an appendectomy over the last 48 hours oh. or so. He got out of the hospital yesterday morning. I Somebody in the thread can tell me I'm not a doctor, but it, I have a hard time believing he's available this weekend. I wouldn't think. Again, I have no idea, but I mean, that I, would. I, I wouldn't think that after um, that surgery you're – Jack Washburn is still dealing with his hamstring injury. They suffered against South Carolina on Saturday. And I would assume he is back, although I don't know the details. Um, Jack Doherty had a death in the family, so he was not available last night. So Ole Miss was already down those three last night, and I would assume that two of those carry into the weekend. Ole Miss going with Delucia, Hunter Elliott, and Eric Diamond this weekend for its starters against Mississippi State. Makes it's fine. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got no issue with that. That's probably what I would do. Yeah, it's it's my only criticism of that is if Hunter Elliott's one of your best three guys, why did he not pitch last weekend? You can't play 27 innings oh, and him not play. More than fair. That would be my my one take from that in a in a in a in a, in a critical tone. But no, look, last night, as he lost them, I don't know. Are they in their own Cheerios? Probably. I don't know. Talking about a team that sure Saturday sucked. Probably a long flight back. Yeah, but typically when you have a Saturday that sucks and you get a couple days, you're energetic on Tuesday. You need to get the taste out of your mouth. Yeah. It wasn't even getting beat. Unless, it was how they got beat. You know, I was listening to Sam Presti. The this is I'm going somewhere with this, I promise. This isn't about the Thunder. But he made a great point. He was talking about culture and 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 communication with young people. And let's face it, he has a roster full of guys that are college age, right? And he's you're talking about young people who spend an incredible amount of time in their phones. You can talk all you want. These guys see social media. They see message boards. They see screenshots. They see the things people say. They see Twitter. They see Instagram. They see all that stuff. They know They know the score. You can You can do that song and dance about, you know, we, we're, it's, it's just us in this room and there's no one else. It's bullshit. Everybody's outside that room. Every, nut would say keep it in between the walls. Yeah, or whatever. whatever. You know, it's 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 got to keep it in this room. That's that's all well and good. These guys live on their phones, and so they see it all. They know the deal. They know where they are right now. They know what their record is in the league. They know what people are saying. They know the coach that recruited them is is losing his job at the end of the season in large part because of what's happened this season. They know that. At some point, you look in the mirror. And that's what we are. I I don't I don't look. I, I think we're a week to max twelve days or so from probably shifting a conversation. I mean, I, I think if they don't win four of the next seven SEC games, I don't know if there's another midweek game. You'll have to forgive me. If they don't win four of the next seven SEC he's games. He's counting the governor's cup for anybody. Yeah, because well, it does count. Because the committee counts it. 
Yeah. Uh, so you've got the Governor's Cup, you've got the three games, the three games in the Governor's Cup, then the three games in Fayetteville. I think if you come out of that anything three and four or worse, mm-hmm. I think it's time to have the conversation where you say, hey, look, there's one way to take the pressure off this. There's one way. That's not going to happen. And it probably won't happen. And then you just And it really doesn't even matter if it does or doesn't. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't matter. It's what I wrote this in the mailbag today. He's gonna get his money. And he should get his money. It's in the contract. The whole he should take less money and walk away. Shut up. That's so stupid. He's got a family. And Mike's buyout is like it's one point two a year. He'll have three years left. So two three point six. It's like I don't know, 60, 70% of that. So whatever that number Two and is. a half million. Yeah, probably a little less, but sure. Okay. Yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. As I like to say, I went to ULM. We, yeah. We didn't do hard math. Yeah. Somewhere in there is his buyout. Yeah. So two point whatever. He's going to get it. The whole fire him now is ridiculous. No, you don't do that to someone who's done for, for a program what he's done in 22 years, what he's done for a community in 22 years, what he's. He's never done anything to humiliate the the place at all in 22 years. You don't you you don't you don't do that. In an ideal world, you get a chance to ceremoniously honor it, but if you don't get that, you you just let it end. But the kids know the deal, Chase. And barring some stunning hot streak that captivates them and catapults them into May with some sort of a new hope. They, they know the deal. Sure. All right, we'll continue in a second. First, about community mortgage, Oxford, Oxford, Memphis, So County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understands your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. There's an event at Dead Soxy. It's up at rebelgrove.com. Um, I need to pull that up, as a matter of fact. That would be something for me to do. Can you pull that up on rebelgrove.com? I've got what am pin. I pulling up? It's a pin message at the top of rebelgrove.com about the event they're having uh, on the square on Friday. It's 1 to 5. Sure. Uh, Jason Simmons will be there, the, the founder of Dead Soxy. You can talk to him, check out their product line, and uh, get yourself some of the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Uh, also, if you go to the website, deadsoxy.com, promo code Rebel Grove. Yeah, one to five on Friday. One to five on Friday on the square, right? That's front, correct. In front of Nelson's? That is correct, yes. Okay, there uh-huh. you go. So yep. check them out to go see them. Uh, and if you're not coming to Oxford, you can still go to uh, deadsoxy.com, promo code Rebel Grove, get 25% off. Game Changer Patches, the only two-patch system available in the market today to stop hangovers before they start. Warm-up patch, use before, while you drink. After uh, Afterwards, you can get the overtime patch. Uh, while you sleep, all all natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Gamechangerpatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Uh, ACS is owned and operated by my buddy Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's established in 2013. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. Full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. Go to acsllcms.com for more or call 662-601-4381. Lamons Fine Jewelry is at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. Serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. 
engagement rings, wedding rings, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry if you want it. They've got it. LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. At a minimum, Chase and Richard Cross will visit with one another on Hand Raised Guys uh, sometime tomorrow. That is brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. We're having another one of those weird weather days where it's kind of chilly outside. It's going to warm up. The hot weather is on its way. You want to make sure that your air conditioner is ready to handle it. Uh, best way to do that is get in touch with Comer, get in touch with Southern, and uh, get them to come check it out. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. And uh, don't forget the College Corner is your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area. If you're coming up uh, this weekend, stop at the one in uh, Ridgeland or the one in Flowood. If you're not in Jackson, go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Podcast is brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. Deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they're also available in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs. They're on the square in Holly Springs. Let them be your community pharmacy of choice. You can change from the big box stores and get more local service. Again, here in Oxford, that's on South Lamar. That's 662-236-2222. Um, yeah, look, we, I mean, kind of putting a bow on it. We, It's very clear where it's headed, barring some crazy turnaround that just doesn't really seem roster capable at the moment. Yeah. Um, and and you're right. I think it's two weeks. I think it's through the state series, through the Arkansas series, because that's the thing. There's plenty of time. Like the people going, oh, now, now, now. Well, they're not out yet. No. Now, is it overwhelmingly likely? Yes. We're just take a breath, and yeah. you all know where it's headed. Yeah. But that's my point. They have to get there first. It's it, again. I'm not criticizing. It just feels like they some of the sweep state, and you go, oh, they're eight and ten. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right. Well, that's five hundred the rest of the way, and you're fourteen and sixteen, and they're in the tournament. Right. Like again, likely no, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, not like states world beaters. No, flip side is you take two out of four against state, and your RPI fell to fifty eight last night. Yeah, if you take two out of four against state and one out of three in Fayette, that's not enough. That's not enough, and at that point, you can sit down and say, "Hey, this is state's RPI is eighty one. Yeah, this this isn't going to." And the truth is, what I just described, splitting the four with state and winning one at Arkansas feels. Frankly, right now, Chase, kind of best case-ish, if I'm honest. I've watched State. I've watched Arkansas. I mean, if you told me, hey, Ole Miss is going to get five of these next seven games, I look at you and go, how? With what? I mean, if you tell me that, I'm telling you that some guys stepped up with their games of the year in succession. And that happens. But it would take something like that. If Ole Miss plays the way Ole Miss has played for the last 15 games and State plays for the way it's played for the last 15 games and Arkansas plays for the way it's played the last 15 games, four and three feels just very best case and three and four feels more likely. And if you told me it was one extreme or the other, I'd know where I'd bet. Sure. If you told me it was two and five or five and two, I'd go two and five. I, I mean, I've watched the teams. The um, <clears throat> just a quick aside. I know people have talked about this last week. The Manning Center has not been affected by any construction issues. It's still completely on pace. 
for completion. Um, July of 23 is the date of completion for the mm-hmm. Manning Center that's been moving along normally. Um, now, does that include the new athletic department offices and stuff? The way my interpretation is is that um, nothing is off schedule and everything is on complete schedule as it is, including softball, including tennis. Baseball doesn't really have a date. It's just kind of at the end, and they're going to sort of throw that in somewhere because obviously baseball doesn't need a ton of a, a, a facelift right now. The only thing that could be affected by any of this is Vault Hemingway, and I know people, oh, God, freak out. But you've got some bond rates. You've got a lot of stuff going over the next 18 to 24 months, just like the mortgage housing market is right now. Yep. I mean, it's pretty easy to figure out the issues there. And that would be the one thing potentially affected. I did not say will be affected. See where things are at at that point. They are going to progress to a point where they have to make a decision, and there will be a day come at that point where you have to go, okay, are, are you, can we 100% complete this without issue, or do we have to just stop? Because the problem you can't get is you can't start the stadium and then quit. You have no. to know 100% sure you're done. So if something got paused, it would be the stadium. They have to go, okay, you just got to wait. Because, I mean, you're talking about if some of these bond estimates are true, 40 to 70 million extra in interest over the course of this project. Oh, that's this, it? This project? Yeah, I mean, just, oh, just... So if somebody can cut a check, great, they'll get on with it. But otherwise... I mean... I can hear Lane Kiffin right now. Wait a minute. 70 million? <laughs> <laughs> for, yeah. for a stadium? Yeah. Hey. That's just the interest. Let me get the dudes. Yeah. So... Anyway, that's that, that, that's it. That's kind of where things are at. I know there was some confusion about that, that last week, but I expect tennis, softball, those things to continue as as as, as scheduled, and then the Manning Center will be completed by July of, of 2023. So that's there is that for those who uh, who are interested. Uh. Cole says, would it help getting Dan McDonald to finish the SEC season 7 and 23? Would it soften the blow of firing his friend when his friend has a cash for a season? At this point, it's not really about optics. It's about whether or not Dan has a higher loyalty for Mike or an ability or a want to reset at a place where, frankly, the athletic department of the university is in shambles at the moment. Um, Louisville is about as much of a train wreck from an institution as you can be. And... It's whether or not a reset at a place where he would be beloved is 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 palatable to him. The the industry guess is that he would take the job. I mean, look, I'm not guaranteeing it, but that is the uh, that is the guess. What's noon on Sunday? The Arkansas oh, moved game got moved to noon in Jackson. It got moved to like ESPN, right? Yeah, Jackson said the. It's going to be a great way to be humiliated. And I was just saying that no one's watching that at noon on Sunday unless you're cheering. It is a little interesting. Teams. It got the main channel. They had a window open, I guess. Well, ABC probably has the NBA noon game. So you just throw something on. Yeah. And frankly, you throw on something on a little niche because maybe you grab people who aren't interested. Yeah. In the, I, mean, you're, I mean, I'm not making fun of college baseball, but I mean, they, they – Although I will say this, and I sent you this link yesterday, and you were busy, but minor league baseball. I saw has, this actually. I wrote this down. Minor yeah. league baseball has been enforcing the pitch clock. It's also a really strict, really fast pitch clock. It is, but it's taking significant time off games. Yeah, I've got it right here actually. And from a TV standpoint, 
And if that's what we're talking about here is TV, it's something college baseball might want to think about. Okay, so here's the setup. Again, this is in the minor leagues. So we have a few weeks of sample sizes at this point. Yeah. That's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Uh, the setup is this. When no one is on base, the pitcher has 14 seconds to throw. Mm-hmm. When the runners are on base, that inches up to 18 seconds. Whew. Here's my problem with that. When does it start? Because if the batter, him and Halls... I'm assuming it starts when the pitcher... Hits the rubber. Hits the rubber. But does it pause if the batter call... like? Well, I don't know if you saw this. There's some logistical issues here, Did you see this in the Arkansas-LSU game on... No. Whatever you're going to say, no. Okay. It's either the first game or the second game, and I can't remember because I watched a bunch of different games last week. But the Arkansas kid was on the the rubber. Okay. Waiting for the... LSU is slow. Okay. Okay. Like LSU, they... I've never seen... I've watched LSU three weekends now. And they will walk around and pause, and it's part of their mo. And uh, the hitter is a left-handed kid with a Louisiana name. Wouldn't get in, and uh, the third base umpire called him out. Called him out. Said you're out. How did Jay Johnson handle that? Uh, he was not happy. And then the next time that same kid came up, he was kind of doing the "I dare you" thing, and. I thought they were going to do it again. But after that call, it did speed LSU up, and that game went from laborious to just kind of boring. College baseball games that take four hours, ESPN and these people are just not going to want those games. You, that It's too big of a block. You can't plan appropriately. And contractually, if you start the game, you have to finish the game, which means if you have something else coming behind it, you got to put it on ESPN News. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's on ESPN Plus, and you can hear everybody fifty and older going, "Well, I don't. How does that work?" Yeah, yeah sure. And so you're you're trying to. It's why people say, "Why do they show so much softball?" We've talked about this. It's because it's two hours. The pitcher fails to throw a pitch on time. He's assessed a ball. If a batter isn't ready with nine seconds left on the pitch clock, he's assessed a strike. Yeah. And if you have two strikes, you're out. So essentially, the batter gets the first half of the 18 seconds or whatever it uh-huh. is, and then the pitcher gets the rest of it. It's essentially what, where it's at. What they're trying to do is stop this deal where every one of these guys has their own ritual. Yeah. Hey, I got to do my gloves. Got no more Garcia Parra. Got to do my gloves. Got to do my helmet. I got to adjust my cup. All right, now I got to I got to tap my right shoe. Got to tap my left shoe, and I got to step out, step back in. Now the pitcher's pissed off. He steps off. Now I do it all over again. And there's this minute of dead time. In 132 minor league games with pitch clocks this season, there's been a 20-minute decrease in game time down to two hours and 39 minutes from 259 in minor league games last season. Now, 259 is still much better than it is. whatever. Well, minor league baseball um, has shorter TV timeouts sure. than pro, than majors and college. Yeah. College got the pitch clock, but they've been scared to enforce it. It also, there is no pitch clock with runners on base. It is only with the bases empty. And that's when the college game just bogs down. And you already have pitchers, especially later in the weekends, lots of walks. And what's crazy is that the headsets have not quickened it up. No. Because you still are relaying and doing all this. I know people make fun of it. I actually kind of like the number system where everybody just gets to sign it once and we go. Let's go. Instead of no, the, look, I mean, I've watched a lot of it. The college game really bogs down with men on base. Everything gets laborious. So if you said college went to, uh, went to, frankly, just even 
putting it into play where you actually call the penalties. Yeah. Or speeding it up a little more. Well, somehow. if you want TV to start televising you more mainstream, you're, you're going to have to speed your game up. That's the negative. You can talk to TV people and they'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. And your sport starts in February when basketball is in full swing. Sure. And, you know, you get to this point of the year and there's other stuff to put on and the, you've, you've got stuff. If you want to compete with that, you do have to have a tighter window. Hell, Major League Baseball knows it. They know they have a problem. That's why they're testing this in the minor leagues. But the kind of results they're getting, I mean, you can almost hear them going, hey, we need to do this. I don't know that I – quick aside here. I don't know that I knew that, Chad. He says, Chase, what are your thoughts on the December of the season on Ole Miss baseball gets 133,000 views on YouTube and football versus UT gets 36,000 views. What variables are in play here? I, mm, I don't know. No That's really interesting, um, actually. But I have – one is one that has a longer lifespan maybe because you're just watching at any point versus it's a one week versus Tennessee. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's, it's football and that was a huge game, so it should have more, but that's – that's kind of fascinating. I well, I mean, because that's a—I mean—that's a huge difference. So I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that's, Ole, that's Ole Miss, Ole Miss baseball has become a thing. <clears throat> you know, I mean, we do the monster thing, you know, which is kind of—I don't know—the proper for it. You know, a monster got created, and now the monster must be fed. But I don't—I think it's too late to put the monster on a diet. I think I think you have to adjust to the the big monster, and so you. And, and frankly, most of the league is the same yeah. damn monster. I mean, Kentucky yeah. put forty five million yeah. into their baseball program. Getting more and more, it's uh, it's. But now here is a crazy number. You and I talked about this yesterday. For a lot of these institutions, and Ole Miss is certainly one. Mississippi State's one. Um, starting in March, it's kind of the front door for visits and stuff it's hey go I, check out the baseball game i mean you'll hear this on thursday or whenever we run it from richard he makes this point and i didn't think about it since 2009 almost will have put more than 80 million dollars in its baseball stadium wow it's a hell of an investment 80 million yeah that's like building a pavilion mm-hmm. essentially yeah without a complete start over i mean just renovations and whatnot because that's back to the whole Mike thing. You know, he does. He gets credit for the environment because he's the one that, that finally won after a long time of not winning. But it's also disingenuous to say Ole Miss would not have put money into that program at this point, right. no matter whom the coach right. was at that. Right. Like, so it's. No, absolutely. I mean. Yeah. yeah, Jay makes a good point. I, the SEC football coverage, they can get away with these crazy four-hour games because people watch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, they get the ratings back, and they're like, I oh, know it was not the greatest product in the world, but everybody watched. I don't know that people are going to. I know you're not. You're not going to get people to sit and watch a college baseball game for four hours. Yeah, yeah, sure. So speaking of football, these uh, we'll do this quickly. Obviously, people are a little less interested in the East and the West, but um, got some win totals coming out. This is from the Win Sportsbook in Las Vegas. Exactly the same as Alabama, Georgia leading us off. They are at 11 and a half wins. Do you think they lose or do you think they don't lose? Georgia? That is correct. I'll go under. Think they lose to me, again. that's easy. Yeah. And Stetson Bennett is their quarterback. People, we want sure. a national title. Sure. They'll be very good, but you, you just don't lose that type of talent off defense in one year and not. Feel it to one week. Somebody yeah, someone's going to get you. Yeah, of course. Eight and a half for the Vols, number two in the East. 
I need a schedule. Yeah, go ahead. I'm not good enough to do this without a schedule. I'm not good enough to do this, but I'm not good enough with Well, I mean, the schedule. schedule does kind of matter when we're doing win-loss. Football schedule for the Vols. If you, here's a trick for you. If you go to the FB schedules link, yeah. you can just click on the other teams from that schedule. Okay. And that would allow you to all do right. it all at, all at once. All right. I'm looking here. SEC. There we go. Tennessee. Boom. Close the ad. I don't want an AKG ad. Uh, all right. Tennessee 2022. The uh, Mighty Mighty Vols are back on Thursday, September the 1st against Ball State. The Cardinals. They go uh, at Pitt, a return match on the game that Pitt won in Knoxville last year. Yeah, Kenny Pickett's gone. That's 2-0. Oh. No, their quarterback is uh, Slovis. Pitt actually did yeah. have some talent yeah. around that thing. but uh, The Akron Zips in week Ooh. three. Uh, Florida in week four, September 24th. They get a, 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 an off date. An early off date. I wouldn't want to play it that early. Uh, at LSU, uh, October 8th. Alabama, October 15th. UT Martin on uh, October 22nd. Kentucky at home on October 29th. At Georgia. Missouri at home. At South Carolina. And they finish up Saturday, November the 26th. In a sold-out Vanderbilt Stadium. Eight and a half, you said? Eight and a half. Ooh. And you're already getting them at two because they're not beating Mamma or Georgia. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I like the over. I like the over. The only one that even gave me pause was at South Carolina. And he gave late. me pause, too. Yeah. Do so you think they're nine and three? Yeah. That's a schedule. Think they beat Kentucky? You think they win in Tiger Stadium? Think they? Beat oh, I had them Florida? losing. I had them losing at LSU, losing to Alabama, losing to Georgia. Okay, but point being, that's a that's that's under if they just lose one more. I mean, the Carolina, the Kentucky. I mean, yeah, yeah, one egg and that's over. Yeah, probably go over. One, two, three, four. I'm gonna give them six gimmies, and then you've got three games that are interesting, and then. Yeah, probably three losses. Okay. Probably over, but I'll tell you. Actually, I, <laughs> under, eight and four. All right. Yeah, under eight and four. Mm-mm. Kentucky, eight wins. Okay. I can pull up the cats here. All right. They open at home against Miami of Ohio. Get uh, at Florida in week two. That's interesting. Uh, Youngstown State. In uh, week three. You could have given me a hundred guesses, and I could not have told you they were the Penguins. I think I could have. It's too really? late now because I'm staring at it, but I, I, I think I could have. Okay. Uh, at, I'm sorry, Northern Illinois at home, so that's their, uh, that's their September. They open October here in uh, Oxford against Ole Miss. Then uh, they go to uh, Lex- back to home to Lexington and play South Carolina and Mississippi State on consecutive weeks. I love the placement of their open date. October 22nd is kind of perfect. They go at Tennessee, at Mizzou, out of the open date. Vanderbilt at home, Georgia at home, Louisville at home to finish the season. What did you say my number was? Eight. All right, so I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that I think are W's. I think Florida's a toss. I think Ole Miss is a toss. I think they lose at Tennessee. I think at Mizzou is a toss. They lose to Georgia. 
Seven? I kind of like. I kind of like the over. You like them over eight? Mm, I like the push at eight. I can get them to eight in a hurry. I mean, here's because there's very few. Just absolutely not. There's only one. Absolutely not. Yeah, they're not beating Georgia. And I think they're losing in Knoxville. But agreed. But if you told me they won at Florida or at Ole Miss, I don't think they win them both. But if you told me they won one of those two games, I'm not just stunned. Yeah, sure. Now he has not. His teams on the road against SEC West teams have been bad. At home against SEC West teams, they've done okay. On the road, they've they've not fared well. Vegas is good. Who we got next? Uh, next we've got Florida, but just pull it up. We'll come back in a second. We'll get to uh, okay. get to that in about two minutes or so. First, I'll tell you about Northeast Spark NESPARC. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESPARC.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service available. Corner controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender, and much more. So you can call the office for details. Best internet in Lafayette County. Again, that's NESPARC.com. We are also brought to you by Pinnacle. We'll have a mind on my money tomorrow. It's brought to you by the people at Pinnacle, mypinwealth.com. Check out their uh, Pinnacle Advisory Services team. Get in touch with them, and they'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation, no, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Just get in touch with John. People planning summer trips and stuff now. Um, you can get in touch with John. Tell him kind of what you're thinking about. Just give him some parameters. Give him a budget. Really emphasize the budget part. Really helps him give you even better bang for your buck. Uh, he'll come up with uh, as detailed or as simple a plan as you're looking for. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of a service. It's 901 494-3387 or send him an email jedwards at regencytravel.net first time clients save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast if you're coming in this weekend try OPA it's Oxford's newest restaurant on the square euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops uh, handcrafted cocktails frozen libations and more an amazing candlelit patio all of that at 306 South Lamar just south of the square courthouse in Oxford Brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. I've got a mailbag up this morning. I think it's one of my more honest answered mailbags. Uh, a lot of stuff about baseball, football stuff. It's all there. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. Told you the other day about if you're looking for a job, but what if you are uh, looking for that hard-to-find quality talent? Service Specialists can help you there, too. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You have nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. I guess also brought to you by Visit Oxford, visitoxfordms.com. Double-decker, just a few days away. So head to the website, again, visitoxfordms.com. See the full schedule of events over the course of the weekend between the vendors, the music lineups, 
what uh, food options are available, safety precautions, and much more. So let it be your resource as you come into town this weekend for Double Decker, the Grove Bowl, and if we say Mississippi State, Ole Miss, baseball, and more. So again, that's visitoxfordms.com. So next up is the Gators. Billy Napier's Gators. Seven wins. Seven wins. They open at home against Utah. Um, They get Kentucky. Real quick before you do this, uh, on Georgia earlier, the rest of them are pretty much just neutral. Well, Vanderbilt's not. I'll get to that in a second. But uh, on Georgia, you get two-to-one odds if you bet the over. So if you go to 12, you you get plus 200 on that. Okay. So just a little value there in case you did think the Bulldogs might go undefeated. The under is minus two fifty. You had to give up two to one to bet the under on Georgia. Yeah. So go ahead. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Uh Utah at home, Kentucky at home, USF at home. So they open three in a row there in uh the swamp. They go to Tennessee September the twenty fourth. Come back home for three straight games in Gainesville. So six of their first seven games. In Gainesville, they get Eastern Washington, Missouri, and LSU. An open date on October the 22nd. Then I'm sure the CBS game October the 29th, Florida and Georgia in uh, Jacksonville. Saturday, November the 5th, the Gators go to Texas A&M. Then they come home and play South Carolina. Go to Vanderbilt and then to Florida State to finish the season uh, in Billy Napier's first year. What was my number again? Seven. Uh, all right, I, I got them. I mean, they could lose to Utah. Oh, I mean, I expect them to lose to Utah, honestly. Okay, if that's the case. Um, I think they lose at Tennessee. I think they lose to LSU. I think they lose to Georgia. I think they lose to Texas A&M. And then if you said they lost to Kentucky or South Carolina. Or Florida State. But you got to get them to 6-6 six and six to go under. Okay, well, let me do that. Yeah. Uh, they beat. Kentucky, USF, Eastern Washington, that's three. Missouri is four. Vandy's five. South Carolina's five, and Vandy's six. I can get them there. And doesn't take. Nah, I mean, I'm. You just I, gave them Kentucky. I'm giving them a, a, good, a good win. And now, look, they could beat Utah. I mean, they could get. Well, sure, but it's first year. They're playing teams that have established systems. I think under is the play because you get to push at seven. Yeah, yeah. Whitney's been there a long time. Stoops has been there a long time. You get stability. Yeah, I kind of like. I know everybody loves the uniform. They weren't particularly good last year. I like that. I couldn't bet the over. I would not like that over at all. No. That doesn't that doesn't make much sense to me. South Carolina is up next. The Gamecocks. Oh, it's South Carolina. Okay, let's yeah. see. I got them. Here we go. Six wins for the Gamecocks. All right. The uh, I thought I thought over when we were just doing it the other day. Okay, let's go through it. Okay. Georgia State at home. Uh, open SEC play a week later at Arkansas. Yep. Georgia at home. Yeah, so they're probably one and two is the issue here. That's an, that's an issue. Charlotte at home. South Carolina State at home. Three and two. At Kentucky. Open date. Texas A&M at home. Yeah, I'm kind of, ooh. That schedule sucks. Missouri at home. At Vanderbilt. At Florida. Tennessee, Tennessee at home. And at Clemson. What was my number? Six? Six. Give me the under. Okay, 
three. They've got five guarantees if you want to even think they're a good team. Georgia State, Charlotte, SC State, Missouri, Missouri, and Vandy. And Vandy. They're at five. And I'm not think. ready to go Missouri's a guarantee. That's the I'm thing. Not. I'm not. There's no evidence to support that. So, really, this comes down to do you think that they beat – do they win one or two games in a Arkansas-Kentucky-Florida trio? Exactly. Those are the three road games. Can they win two of them? I say no. I'm not yeah. convinced they win one of them. Yeah, they're a better team, but that is a sucky schedule. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas is ahead of South Carolina. Kentucky is ahead yeah, of South Carolina. Yeah, you can Carolina. do the hot take that they could knock off Clemson in the finale. That's really hot. Clemson wasn't. Yeah, Clemson, I know they went nine and three or whatever and last Clemson year. Clemson skull drugged them last year I, in Columbia. Just, just beat them up and down the field. It was silly. I know. Just saying, if you want to throw a hot take on Carolina, it's that they beat Clemson and Clemson in the year. Okay. And break that streak. Neil's not buying it. No. I mean, I, I want to buy it because I like, I like him a bunch. He's doing a good job. Shane Beamer. I like Shane. And, and, the whole Spencer Rattler thing would be a fun story in the SEC, but this sure. is the same Spencer Rattler that couldn't keep the job at Oklahoma. He's going to go to South Carolina and light the world on fire? He didn't light Oklahoma on fire playing with talent all around him. Ooh, Grind says they're, just, they're going to beat A&M. Okay. I think people's hearts are talking. I mean, look, I would love them to be day and M. Oh, it would be fantastic. I mean, fewer things would make me happier that day. I mean, if you told me, hey, Neil, um, Texas A&M's losing October 22nd in South Carolina, I'm like, dude, let's make sure that is on the screen. That week two game in Fayetteville is such a big game. It is. It is. It's just, I, just, I feel like Arkansas wins it, but that is – I don't that know that South game. Carolina is going to be ready in week two to match what will be a pretty physical Arkansas team. Yeah. A much more established, crazy, we're saying that about Arkansas at this point, but we are. Yeah, but they are. Team. They're established. All the coordinators have been there. They kind of know what they're doing. They've got a veteran quarterback. He's not a world beater, but he's you know what you know what he is. And they've got, look, I know this is, Ole Miss doesn't like this, but those two teams, when you're watching those two teams on September the 10th, as much as you want them to suck, you kind of don't want them to suck because they went heavy in the portal like you did. They're gambling that the whole chemistry thing is overrated. Because if there were two teams outside of Ole Miss and the SEC that went portal heavy with volume, it's those two. Well, and Ole Miss is kind of counting on volume from a portal standpoint. And if you just take – the players who left and replace them with the new portal additions, it's a lot of not as good or negatives potentially. It's that the totality of your portal class can make up for it in a, in multiple ways. I mean, sure. you can't just go down the thing and go, well, he's out, he's in, he's out, he's in. You go, oh, well, that yeah, was good. Lane referenced it yesterday. Again. Yeah. They don't have a lot of high school guys that are contributing. I think outside of Igmanison, there's not many at all. By the way, I like him. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be all right. Well, I kept going, who's number 20? Who's number 20? Who's number 20? And I finally looked at him like, oh, that's who number 20 is. Mm-hmm. Now, it's one person, and it's my eyes, so it doesn't count for much. He freaked a lot of people out when he put all those recruiting graphics out within like 20 minutes he did of do the that. that day. He did do that. I was kind of proud of him. Who else we got? The Missouri Tigers. Oh. 
They're up next. Fight me last. Woo boy. All right. Uh, they What's their number? Five. Five. Okay. They open yeah. with Louisiana Tech at home at Kansas State. They get Abilene Christian. Do you know the mascot? You probably do I'm now because you're staring at it. At it. Yeah. The, Wildcats, the answer was no, though. I, didn't okay. know. I, I would not have known that either. Abilene Christian on September the 17th, and then it gets real. <laughs> and I mean, God, three weeks in a row. It's really real. At Auburn, September the 24th. Georgia at home, October 1st. At Florida, October the 8th. A uh, much needed, I suspect, uh, de- weekend off on October the 15th. Then they finish with uh, kind of a gauntlet of sorts. It's kind of interesting here. Uh, Vanderbilt at home. At South Carolina. Kentucky at home. At Tennessee. New Mexico State at home, Arkansas at home on Friday, November the 25th in that CBS game. What was my number five? Your number was five. I'm going to have a hard time getting them over five. Uh, Louisiana Tech, I'm giving them wins here. Louisiana Tech, Abilene Christian, Vanderbilt, New Mexico State. That's the only ones I'm comfortable giving them. And then games they could win, I guess. They they, they could win at South Carolina. And I, I guess they could beat Arkansas at home. I don't feel good about that. I, I, five or under is a better play than five or over. Look, Missouri's going to win the game. But I'm just playing with something you said last week. What odds would I have to give you for Vanderbilt beating Missouri? Where's the game? Uh, it's in it's in Columbia, but I mean, does that really? I mean, in a lot of ways, it's easier to play in Columbia than Nashville because you have nobody there. Well, the last dead. time Vanderbilt went there, they won the game. Remember the the girl kicker made the kick at the end, and it was shut up. <laughs> but what odds would I have to give you? Pretty big, five to one, ten to one, or fifty to one. I'm mean, ten to one. I'd take it. You take a ten to one? Sure. Put a honey spot on a ten to one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'd probably do it feeling like I just burned a hundred dollars, but <laughs> sure. yeah. Those are good good odds. But if I said Vanderbilt won a conference game, is that who you would pick? I'd have to look at their schedule in a minute, but that would be one of the candidates because there aren't many candidates. But I'm not sold on Mizzou. I mean, that's I, a manageable sneaky schedule, though. I sat in. Here's the thing: I sat in in Funkies on the Friday after Thanksgiving last year with my girls and watched Arkansas Missouri. And Missouri had the running back who was really good. Yeah. And if you'd taken that cat off the field and he's out off the field now, that is a 40-some-odd point loss. One dude kept him in. And so you're either going, hey, Arkansas is really awesome, or, and this is the more likely, or, he's not getting it done there. Now, they've brought in some talent, but everybody brings in talent. The in whole, the games that the whole they've brought win. talent in thing, I'm like, yeah, everyone's bringing in talent, guys. I mean, if you're not bringing in talent, you're Vanderbilt. Bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah. Yeah. There are games that they can win, but at that, those the same games are either on the road or it's games that opponents are circling like crazy. Well, look, they they're, have not, to have. they're not beating Kansas State. If they go to Auburn and win, Auburn's firing people. They're not winning that game. They're not beating Georgia. They're not going to Florida and winning. They're probably not going to South Carolina and winning. I mean, not beating Kentucky. I don't think they're beating Kentucky. They're not winning at Tennessee. They'll have their hands. Oh, well, you just put together a catastrophe. I just put together a reel. Eli on the hot seat. That's the Well, yeah. Darth Vader's sword is not going to help him. No. Didn't help Dan Mullen. I mean. 
I mean, gimmicks don't get it done. Players get it done. They do. And they don't have enough. The Jimmys and the Joes. Yeah. I mean, they could lose. They could win a couple of those games. They could lose some of those games, too. Hell, they could lose all those games. And then wrapping us up. We, hadn't, mean, we haven't done Georgia yet, have we? Yeah, 11 and a half, remember? Yeah, but did we do their schedule? They don't play Alabama. What do you need? Okay. I'm sure, who does Georgia even play? They, they play Oregon. Okay. Samford, South Carolina, Kent State, Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Georgia Tech. Jeez. Can I go back and have the over? I mean, if you beat Oregon, and they're going to beat Oregon. Who's getting them? Well, that's what I said. Auburn's, Auburn's – The better play at plus 200 is 12-0. Auburn's at home. Florida's on a neutral site. Tennessee's at home. they got to go to Mississippi State, but come on. Got to go to Kentucky. That's the next hardest game. Jeez, give me the over. You get plus 200 on the over. We might need to make a trip while, I'm, put, while I'm putting my hundy on uh, Vanderbilt to yeah. beat Missouri. Try to get it back with yeah. the Georgia deal. Might put two hundy on that. So Vanderbilt, I mean, I feel bad for Clark Lee at this point. They're over the under. Nobody put a gun to his head and said you have to take this job. I know. They're over under is one and a half. All right. They open at if Hawaii. If you want to take the over, you get minus 170. Okay. They open at Hawaii. They get Elon at home. There's your one. I knew they were the Phoenix. For some reason, I did too. Uh, Wake Forest at home. You sure that's the one? They got popped by East Tennessee State last year. <laughs> that's a good point. Go ahead. Uh, at Northern Illinois, why? Why Why are you going to Northern Illinois? <laughs> why? <laughs> who, who are you... <laughs> Are they getting money? Well, see, here's the thing. You don't need the money. Here's what the, do you spend the money on anyway? We don't know. Yeah, I mean, where the F is the guy in who, who, I mean, Vanderbilt might be like a breaking bad empire where somebody's just pocketing millions of dollars because nobody mean, knows what the hell they're spending it on. Somebody's had to sit in that room on schedule day and go, why? We, we have four spots on our schedule where we can control possibly winning a game. Why are we going to go to DeKalb? What do we have to – if we're going to go there, let's just go to Illinois. Yeah. Let's go to Purdue and play the uniform game and lose. All right, so uh, Northern Illinois. Then they get to come to Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. They get a week off. They'll need it. They get Ole Miss at home, at Georgia, at Mizzou. Another open date. How'd they do that? Oh, because they have the Hawaii game. Uh, another open date, and then they have a November of South Carolina at home, at Kentucky, Florida at home, Tennessee at home, and then to Vanderbilt's everlasting credit, they put the SEC championship game on their schedule. No, they didn't. FB schedules did. I don't care. If I'm Vanderbilt, I'm like, hey, don't do it. We, we don't want to do that. To get to over, you've got to be the one. Of just compared to NAI kid to Dennis Rodman, so it, it, it's just media relations. He said he was the best since Dennis Rodman. That doesn't mean he's equal to Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah. His stats were very similar to Oscar to Sheboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have to beat Elon and then Hawaii or Northern Sheboy. Illinois. Oscar Sheboy. God almighty. Who writes that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, Hawaii sucks, but. One and a half? Yeah. I like the over. But they're going to get somebody. Well, I get Hawaii, Elon, NIU. And then a bunch of just. And then. But. Who's it going to maybe? Well, I need two of those three, yes. and I get the over. I like yes. the over. And your next winnable game is at Missouri. Yeah. But I like the over there. I'm feeling 
I'm feeling frisky with the doors. What what's my number on the over? Is there a betting line? On yeah, the you line want the over? Say? You can get you, you got to give up one seventy if you bet the over. Yeah, so Vegas thinks they're getting over. The under is plus one fifty. Gives you one and a half on a. <laughs> Vegas didn't rule it out the under. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take some of those bets too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, I, I, I mean, I I kind of have this thing that I think they're going to win a league game, and that's going to put them over. They're going to Mizzou. They're going to win a league game. South Carolina. They should have beaten Carolina last year. One or the other. Yeah. Suck. Yeah, I, I I get it. They're worse than usual. I I get it. I understand. Why are you not playing UConn? I mean, if I were them, I'd schedule a home at home. I mean, I I I'm, why are you not playing New Mexico State? Yeah. Why are you going to NIU? I mean, is that a favor to somebody? It shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. Almost went to Arkansas State with Eli. That was stupid. Went to Wyoming. Further stupid. Just stupid. I think it was further stupid? Every bit as stupid. Okay. You're an SEC school. If you go on the road to play somebody at Ole Miss, mm-hmm. you go to Tulane because you're giving your fans a trip. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, you might even could go to SMU and give your fans a trip. That's fair. Yeah. Um, after that, man, it's got to be a Power Five. It's got to be a neutral side or a Power Five after that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you told Ole Miss fans, hey, we're going to go play a Big Ten game on the road. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sign, sign me up. Interesting, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're going to go to Wisconsin. Yeah. They're going to play USC. Yeah, sure. Let's oh, sure. LA. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. It's fun. And even if you don't go, you're watching because that's interesting, right? I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's sexy. That's a good point. Tulane and SMU are probably the two small schools where you get away with it. Yeah, because you're giving your fans a trip to Dallas them. or New Orleans. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. And they've done those. Yeah. And, and, and they were successful. Yeah. I mean, going to Tulane makes all the sense in the world for Ole Miss. The year you don't play LSU, go to Tulane. Yeah, Ole Miss people. Ole Miss people have proven over and over and over they'll go to New Orleans every same time you do it. Yeah, so they go. don't get tired of it. No, they like it. It's fun. Sure, again. so go. Yeah, podcast and, and take Memphis yeah. off the schedule forever. Don't yeah. ever do it again. Yeah, quit propping them up. Yeah, and when they go, well, what about basketball? Uh, go now, we're good. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, Primeshrimp dot com. Get twenty dollars off your first order with code MPW. Try the garlic herb butter, their newest flavoring. And their most versatile offering yet. You put it over pasta, rice, veggies, throw up some shrimp scampi, surf and turf, other options there as well. You can have a uh, full meal option with the French Quarter Alfredo, Fredo, or their simple seasonings, the signature kind of a garlic flavor, or the Louisiana shrimp bowl, a little spicier option for those who would like that. 10 minutes, freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp. That's primeshrimp.com, delivered straight to your door. Money back guarantee and $20 off your first order with code MPW. Cole says, what are your thoughts on going to Charlotte? Uh, that doesn't do as much for me. It doesn't do much for me. It's better than Memphis, but it's not a game I would have scheduled. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Unless you're trying to really recruit that area. And you're not. And There's no reason to. I mean, academically recruiting even. I don't uh, No, I'm probably not doing that. Going to Purdue. Yeah, Purdue's great. Go play a Big Ten school on the road. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's cool tv likes it uh we're brought to you by the rogue it's your destination for fine men's clothing the stylist hand select pieces from top designers work to lifestyle to nightlife they've got the perfect something uh for everyone uh at the rogue all the best items from peter millar martin dingman jack victor halsey true grit and more um 4450 i-55 north in jackson or the rogue.com don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people 
reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are uh, devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are uh, the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So go uh, call them today, and they'll uh, conduct a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And brought to you by Bell & Grove, based out of uh, Chattanooga. Bell & Grove is um, a logistics provider, more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. Bell & Grove specializes in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. Uh, They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. They can uh, help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call 865-672-6557. And don't forget Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. They've got all sorts of camps coming up. You can host parties out there. Um, Lots of stuff going on at uh, Southern Traditions. Learn more by getting in touch with Bowers Cone, bowerscone1 at gmail.com, or uh, get in touch with Susan Walt, or uh, message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Podcast brought to you by by, uh, Johnston Hill Creamery. You can find them on Instagram at Johnston Hill Creamery or johnstonhillcreamery.com and check out their new lunch menu. It is available for you now. They also do fetch delivery, so you can order online there with fetch. Get your uh, lunch from Johnston Hill Creamery delivered straight to your door. They open 10 to 4 most days right there off Molly Bar in Oxford, again, on White Oak Lane. They make all their cheeses local and in-house, host cheese parties, and much more. So take advantage of all those different items. Go to the website, see everything they can do for you. Again, that's johnstonhillcreamery.com, 662-419-9201. Matt Corral meeting with the Saints uh, this week. Um, yeah. Some movement, some rumors, yeah. different things. Yeah. I think it's more indicative of nobody has any idea what the Saints are doing right now. They know they need a quarterback, and there is lots of things being thrown against walls to see if you get lucky and your thing sticks. Do you uh, do you want to see the Saints trade up for him, or do you want to see, if hey, if he falls to, is it what are they, 16 and 19? Yeah. If he falls to one of those spots, you grab him. Yeah, I don't think I'm trading up. I, I don't like trading up, period. I don't, I don't have enough confidence in any of them to trade up and mortgage my roster for it. It does not appear, and I could, we could end up next Thursday laughing, being dead wrong, yeah, sure. as quarterbacks go, four of them go in the top ten. Because there are some quarterback freakouts sometimes in drafts. Sure, but it does not appear that anybody is just completely sold on any of these guys. Well, they're not. I mean, you're picking them apart, but it's even beyond that. Nobody says, hey, this is the uh, the automatic thing that is automatically going to be whatever, and this is my God, and we're going to go to the Super Bowl, and this is this is Joe Burrow. You're not hearing that. I mean, it's it's why there's so much volatility, volatility even beyond trying to do mock drafts for clicks is that nobody really knows. I mean, there's some teams that really like Kenny Pickett. There's some teams that like Malik Willis. Do we take the huge upside, or we just try to find the consistent dude that's probably all right? Well, they are right now. By the way, uh, it's confirmed here via text, probably out somewhere else too, uh, Jarkel Joyner has transferred to NC State. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't, I'm asking about Luis as well. Okay. Uh, I just got that answer. Luis Rodriguez going back and forth with family. Some want him at UNLV. Some want him at NC State. Okay. So there's that. I got asked in the mailbag. It's a fair question, and I'm giving an honest answer about what's going on with basketball. I don't know. Um, frankly, I don't know that anybody knows. It's it's very hard to get information. They're 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 struggling in the portal. Uh, as of this moment, to my knowledge, they have one spot available, and I would assume they'll try to fix that. Um, with I'm, I'm sure they'll try to use that spot. Probably for, looking in some coach player connections. Everybody for, knows they have big, one year. I mean. Yeah. Look, it's it's, it's going to take something like that because, I mean, I don't know this, but I would feel pretty certain Keith's not handing out a bunch of multi-year contracts to assistant coaches for basketball right now. So, no, he's not. I mean, your ability to attract and pull in is is complicated and is going to require some, some creativity um, or just a cap on what you're able to get in that, that department, frankly, if we're just being, uh, if we're just being honest. Um, I want to talk about Jerry West a little tomorrow, what he's doing with uh, this this Showtime series. You know, kind of it's funny. I've been watching that show. It's a really good show, but yeah. I've watched and I thought, man, they are making him out to be. Yeah, he is He is threatening to sue right now. Interesting deal. We'll, 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 okay. we'll talk about that tomorrow. I, even if you're not in the NBA, it's a, just fascinating from a legal, a TV standpoint. For that. Is it HBO? Yes, yeah, on, yeah, HBO. on HBO. Spe- HBO. Speaking of NBA, um, yesterday, if you don't love John Morant yet, Mm-hmm. I don't really know what you're waiting on. I mean, I want to dislike the Grizzlies because of the Thunder and stuff, but I can't. I like their team. Um, John Morant, they lose in game one, and the Wolves talked a lot. And he puts out that Michael Jordan 40-something seconds where Jordan is playing with his baseball bat. And he goes, what, we lost one game. You know, easy to talk trash when you're winning. Talk trash when it's even score, 0-0. Talk trash when you're behind. You know, and just kind of like, we're going to get them. And then Ja comes out, and, and Grizzlies just absolutely spanked Tim, the yeah. Timberwolves. Last he, was, night. he was a bored shot of a triple double last night. Yeah, he, he was he was terrific. Um, they're, they're fun. They're a good team. And, and listen, I don't know what the, the, the deal is, and I don't wish injuries on anyone. And I like Devin Booker a lot. So I'm, I'm hoping that he's okay. But you hear the word hamstring for a guard, and you go, oh, God. If Devin Booker's out, it opens that up. It at a minimum opens up the West. It might it it might lead to problems. They have to go to New Orleans now and you know, win one in New Orleans to kind of get the thing back to their place feeling good about it. Um and Is New, it two two one one one? Yeah, two two okay. one one one. So okay. they gotta go to New Orleans and get a game and then they're probably okay, but um it's the West is wide open. Um if if Memphis can get past Minnesota, like Memphis is the biggest contributor to that injury. Yeah, in Golden State. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to a Grizzlies Warriors series. A series, I think it would just be fantastic theater. I've I've hoping it gets to that place because mm-hmm. my schedule frees up a little bit, and maybe I can go. No, oh, okay. if you've never been to an NBA playoff game, sure, um, they're awesome. Yeah. Especially in markets like Memphis and yeah. Oklahoma City and places. I've been to like one that it actually was Grizzlies Warriors years ago. It's just a fantastic yeah, environment. The one it's I've just been to. It's electric the whole time. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's uh you got all that stuff going on. It should be 
There's a lot happening in the NBA right now. It's pretty fun. There's some that Dallas got a game without Luca, yeah. and now Luca's going to come back, and that buys them maybe waiting for Game Four sure. for him. Um, trying to think, the Philly looks really good. There's, there's, and you get Game Two. We get Game Two. Celtics of, Nets. Yeah, Celtics Nets tonight. Where yeah. you, you got to think that this is the night that Kevin Durant goes. Just give me the ball. Celtics up 1-0, and they are a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that one if you'd like to gamble on it. so All right, uh, stuff at rebelgrove.com. I'll have more for you, and then we'll be back with you in the morning for uh, those topics and whatever else comes up before then. So uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, 6 o'clock on Thursday starting that series. So have a good day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.